My name is Carl Carafel, and this is another edition of Turnbuckle Talk. Episode number 265, and we are going to be talking all things WrestleMania, post-WrestleMania. Yes, the last show that we did was all about WrestleMania, and that was the beforehand. And now we are at the ending, the finalized, afterwards. WrestleMania is what we are talking about tonight on Turnbuckle Talk. I will start off by saying that this was one of the better WrestleManias that I have seen in several years coming from the WWE. The report says that night one of WrestleMania, that the attendance was 77,899 and that night two had an attendance of 78,453 really good numbers. Now, unfortunately, Brian Alvarez is contesting those numbers, saying that uh, they're inflated. I don't care. I'm going 77, 899 and 78, 453. Because that's what the WWE put up there. Bobby, how are you, my friend? Good to see you. Um, Just honestly, one of the better WrestleManias that I have seen probably within the last five years. Do I enjoy over the two nights? I really don't. Okay, I'm going to get that off off the hop right away. I don't. I wish they would go back to uh, making things a little bit more grandiose. And and, I mean, for myself, I would rather sit there for a five-hour, six-hour show uh, of WrestleMania than to try to do it over several days. Now I know doing it over several days will allow for more people and more talent to go and do things. So I understand that. I get it. Supersonic. How's it going? Um, JVJ. Yo, good to see you, my friend. I, I, I want to see it go back to, it being a one-day event. For myself, that's what I would prefer. Sometimes it's very hard to be able to talk to your boss and say, hey, boss, listen, um, WrestleMania is this weekend, and I need, like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off. Uh, It's a little harder to do that as opposed to going, hey, boss, WrestleMania is on Sunday you know that wrestling is a big part of my existence. Um, I kind of need Sunday off if that's okay. Easier to ask for one day than it is to ask for a few days. Now y'all might be looking and going, Hey, wait, um, I thought that somebody else was supposed to be on the show tonight. Well, yes, somebody was supposed to be on the show tonight. Unfortunately, that person is not going to be here. Mighty Joe was going to be joining us, but Mighty Joe will not be able to join us this week as uh, in in a very much so Jekyll and Hyde-ish type of situation happened. 
Mighty Joe got put away and corporate Joe had to come out and corporate Joe had to be the bigger person and the, the 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 stronger force and joe had to go to work but mighty joe actually came back a little bit and was like okay so i have a i have a little bit here because you know i can fight off corporate joe for only so long and mighty joe actually came through and uh this is what mighty joe had to say hey guys mighty joe here Sorry I couldn't be on the episode today here, but Corporate Joe is in full swing these days, so no Mighty Joe today. Well, you're getting a little bit of me, but today I gotta be Corporate Joe and I gotta go to work. But before I do that today, I since I couldn't be on, I wanted to at least take a few minutes to give kind of some overall thoughts about WrestleMania. One thing that I have learned from my new corporate job is to really try and focus on the positives these days. So... Albeit that I did feel that WrestleMania was really long and that there were some things that I didn't like, I'm going to strictly focus on the things that I did like because I definitely did like some things. I do feel that WrestleMania is going in the proper direction now, um, other than it being a little too long in my opinion. Um, for me, like the, the big standouts, uh, starting with night one, of course, the return of Cody Rhodes um, to the WWE. Um, I mean, just beautifully set up, and, and you know, the match itself was fantastic. Uh, even at one point in the match, him kind of putting aside the, the Stardust character with a little spot there, and you know, and then you know, getting the win over Seth Rollins, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I enjoyed the hell of that. And then at the end of night one, the the match that I was probably the most skeptical about going into all this, Stone Cold Steve Austin accepting the challenge from Kevin Owens for a no-holds-barred match. And I gotta say, I, I was really, really impressed with both guys. Uh, it really felt like a nice kind of throwback match. And, I mean, who better to do a no-holds-barred match with than, than Stone Cold and Kevin Owens uh, to peel back the curtain a little bit? I think Kevin Wood is, is the perfect guy to do this match with because he definitely took care of Steve to make sure that he wouldn't, you know, get legitimately injured. So I enjoyed the hell out of that, and I was proven wrong. And I love to be proven wrong whenever possible. Moving on to night two. Of course, some other stuff uh, happened as well. Uh, for me, the the two big standouts, and this will come as a shock probably to a lot of people, the matchup between Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville in an Anything Goes match. I am typically not a fan of this style of match, but Sami Zayn, the Canadian national treasure that is Sami Zayn, did such a good job here in the spots that he needed to take advantage of, but making Johnny Knoxville look good, you know, the rest of the Jackass guys getting involved. I mean, just, it, it just, it, it worked and it, it felt like a really good entertaining and there were some really cool moments in that, in that match. And it really did feel like, you know, a WrestleMania, um, fun match that's that's really what it was it was fun you could tell that they, they were having fun out there uh even sammy you know getting his butt kicked the majority of the time and for, for me the last thing i'll touch on here is uh, when it seems to be pretty polarizing with a lot of people uh, of course talking about the winner takes all match between brock lesnar and roman reigns uh, a lot of people are not liking this match i mean i thought it was absolutely fantastic that they did a great job i would have liked to have seen 
honorary Canadian, Brock Lesnar win the match. But I mean, it, it was beautifully set up. I will say that the ending was maybe a little kind of anticlimactic, but there may have been an arm injury or something there. Maybe they'll play off that angle. But uh, that overall, uh, like a fantastic match between two guys uh, to cap off the entire weekend. <coughs> Excuse me. But uh, yeah, I mean, overall, guys, like I said, there was. Those were the big highlights for me, and like I said, if anything, I have learned from my new uh, corporate position doing my job these days is to to try and focus more on the positives. You know, there were some things that I definitely didn't like on this show, but I think that uh, the good things that did happen um, kind of was overriding that. So thankfully, I do feel like WrestleMania um, is heading back in the right direction. But I know next year they're still planning on doing the two nights. I do think they need to transition back to doing a tighter one-night show because two nights of wrestling is quite a bit to sit through, especially when a lot of it kind of feels like filler, like some of these tag team matches I think could have been, you know, possibly left out. But um, in retrospect, like I said, still, I think, a pretty damn decent WrestleMania for 2022. Well... That's going to be about it for me, guys. Sorry, again, that I couldn't be here in person this week. Um, I will try to get back on Turnbuckle Talk again. Again, like I said, job has me busy these days, but I, I do like to, to still do some stuff for Turnbuckle Talk and for Love Wrestling. I still have the OG shirt, guys. You know, I will always love wrestling. And having said that, I will see you guys later. So there you have it. The thoughts from the mind of Mighty Joe in a pre-recorded message that was sent to me so that uh, he could at least have his voice heard during this broadcast since he couldn't be here himself. Which is perfectly fine, and I do appreciate that. Thank you so much, Joe. I'm going to get to some of these comments here. Uh, Ed, how you doing, my friend? Good to see you. Bobby, thank you very much for watching uh, this as well as NWA Power at the same time. I appreciate that. Bobby saying, uh, my favorite match was Bianca versus Becky Lynch and Seth versus Cody Rhodes. Ed is saying Seth and Cody and then Sammy and Knoxville, just as Joe had mentioned in uh, in his little pre-recorded message here too. JBJ saying, how were we not mentioning Bianca and Becky? Best match of Mania. And Ed saying, for some. Now, I, I do agree. All of those matches that have been talked about so far from all of you, including this one from Supersonic, saying Seth and Cody, as well as Bianca Becky, Um. Yeah, I mean, definitely 100%. Those were the highlights of WrestleMania, which is fantastic. And I am so happy that we actually have several matches that were highlights as opposed to one single matchup that was the highlight of the entire weekend. Now, this entire weekend was full of so much professional wrestling from independent shows that were happening, from conventions that were happening, from NXT that happened as well, to Friday Night SmackDown, to the Hall of Fame ceremony, to WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday, 
and even last night on Monday Night Raw, so much wrestling had happened. I'm just going to quickly focus on WrestleMania for this show. We're going to start off WrestleMania Saturday with some matches on a main card. No pre-show matches happened. There was a two. Okay. 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 We're going to, we're going to get this out right off the hop. There were two pre-shows each of which were two hours long. So WrestleMania, both nights were four hours. And then you've got two hour pre-shows. So there's already six hours. Okay. No matches happened at all on the pre-shows. Which for myself is a little bit of a disappointment. I really wish that they would have. Uh, it would have been nice for them to have had some matches as pre-show matches. And I think that that would have uh, nicely uh, set the mood for everything. For those that are watching WrestleMania, normally they're watching already. They're watching the product, so they already know how things came about and how things, uh, you know, are, have progressed from a start of feud to these matches that were to happen. But we get right into on WrestleMania Saturday, which happened April 2nd, 2022, with the Usos, Jimmy and Jay Uso, taking on Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs for the tag team championships over on SmackDown where we had the Usos retaining their championships. After that, we had a matchup with Drew McIntyre taking on Happy Corbin in a singles matchup with Drew McIntyre defeating Happy Corbin. Now, I will mention that uh, uh, the first matchup, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship matchup, was six minutes and 55 seconds. That's a pre-show time. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin was eight minutes and 35 seconds. Again, that's like a pre-show time. Then we had The Miz and Paul Logan defeating Ray and Dominic Mysterio in 11 minutes and 15 seconds in what was a matchup that actually surprised me. I definitely was surprised with uh, how Logan Paul worked. Now, whenever you get these celebrities in there, and he was no bad bunny. I'm going to say that off the hop. When you get these celebrities that are in there, sometimes it can be very much so a cluster F. You know what I mean? Uh, but it looks as though Logan Paul actually took the time to learn a few things and actually make things look good in there. And if you have noticed over the last little while, all of these uh, or a huge number of these celebrities that are coming in for matches seem to get teamed up with The Miz. So again, just showing you right there how freaking great 
the Miz is. Absolutely love that. That matchup, like I said, 11 minutes and 15 seconds. Then we come to the WWE Raw Women's Championship match, 19 minutes and 10 seconds in what is, yes, probably one of the best matches that happened this entire weekend from the WWE. Bianca Belair defeating Becky Lynch to win back the Raw Women's Championship. Absolute fantastic and killer of a matchup. Very happy to see that. For anyone that is doing any training, this is a great matchup to be able to watch, especially for the females, for them to see how things go uh, and work. Now, I understand professional wrestling is professional wrestling, whether it's a male or a female. But for those females that want to watch professional wrestling matches with females this is going to be a go-to matchup for years to come jpj saying amazing match and i fully agree with that one of those matches that has you just sitting at the edge of your seat not even saying anything you you're just invested and glued to that screen Singles match that went for 21 and 40 seconds. We had Seth freaking Rollins come down to the ring as he was given a matchup and his opponent was going to be somebody of Vince McMahon's choosing. So he gets down to the ring. He's got, uh, you know, all of his, his gear on. Plus he's got that big flowy coat on and he's looking like a million bucks like Seth Rollins always does. And we're anticipating, and they're waiting, and they're waiting, and time is going by, and time is going by at what seems to be a snail's pace as we are all watching that screen. Then we see Pyro from the ring all the way up the ramp, Pyro going all the way across the Titantron to edge to edge of the building. And then we hear those famous words. Wrestling has more than one royal family. And yes, we did get Cody Rhodes in a return to the WWE. As Joe had mentioned there, I as well was very much so a fan of the uh, quote unquote shedding of the skin or shedding of the character of Stardust with his cartwheel and then his hands and then moving his hands off to the side as Stardust had done. That was very much so a, a good fitting way to clear of all of that past nonsense that was there and bring things full circle. It was fantastic. One of the... Well, for me, anyways, one of the not-so-fantastic matchups of this weekend went for 18 minutes and 30 seconds, and it was a singles matchup for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship with Charlotte Flair taking on Ronda Rousey. 
this matchup really didn't do very much for me. I was not happy with this matchup. Um, I personally, I don't care about Ronda Rousey inside of professional wrestling. Uh, if any of you have watched any training that has happened with Noel Foley, Mick Foley's baby girl, you'll see that that uh, Noel really just like kind of has a smile on her face all the time. And it was very hard to take her serious. Well, kind of the same thing with Ronda Rousey, but in a reverse. Ronda Rousey always just seems to have this, this look about her, this scowl on her face, these closed up eyes and scrunched up face and just always, I don't know, looks terrible. No emotion seems to be shown. It just does nothing for me, her work. But we did have Charlotte Flair defeating Ronda Rousey to keep the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, during this matchup, there was controversy that happened. Uh, we did see the referee legitimately hit the three count on the mat at one point in this matchup and then call it off after seeing a foot on the rope. And we did see a tap out from Charlotte Flair as well, but the referee was knocked out, <clears throat> quote unquote, knocked out. So I don't think that this is the last that we're going to see of this. I think that this is something that's going to continue on for a little while, probably culminating, I would say, at SummerSlam. Then we had the main event. The KO Show, Kevin Owens coming out and hosting the KO Show to close out the night of WrestleMania Saturday. Kevin Owens calls out Stone Cold Steve Austin, has him inside of the ring. Stone Cold actually destroys the set, which really wasn't very much. It was some tripod stands with, uh, with Bristol board uh, paper up that says the KO Show on it. Stone Cold got rid of all of that, left the chairs. Stone Cold sits down, gets on the mic. Things progress from there. And then Kevin Owens goes, I'm sorry. I have to say I'm sorry. I lied to you. I lied to you. I lied to get you here. I actually want a matchup. I want a, a no-holds-barred matchup with you. JPJ saying incredible stuff. I, I fully agree with that. All of it was absolutely incredible, especially what happened, I believe, leading up to even before Stone Cold gets down to the ring. We see Stone Cold up at the top and at the ramp area, goes side to side, comes back. We see him turn around and walk back to gorilla position. And we're like, wait, what the hell is going on here? And then instantly it clicks. <laughs> I know what he's doing. He goes and gets a quad. He goes and gets a four-wheeler and drives it down to the ring and around the ring a few times, stops, and then gets up inside the wrestling ring for the KO show. Stone Cold then accepts a challenge from Kevin Owens for a matchup. And how fitting that Stone Cold's career starts 
there and ends in the same place. Very, very awesome. And even Stone Cold himself is is saying, you know, I I started my career here. You know, this is this is uh, fantastic, and I got no problems doing this. And they had an all-out brawl inside of that ring, and outside of that ring as well. As they went up into the fans, into the stands, they went absolutely everywhere. This was absolutely fantastic. JPJ saying Kevin Owens is so damn good. He definitely is. He definitely is. Again, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna toot the horn of the Canadians here a little bit. Where's the greatest things that happened? Kevin Owens and Stone Cold. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville is another one that keeps getting talked about. Okay. Okay. And both of them, Canadians, who can do anything that they want inside of that ring. They can really, really show character and a diversity for character as well. They can play that heel. They can play that face. They can play that comedic. They can play that serious. Both of those guys being Canadians, they are absolutely fantastic. Some of the greatest wrestlers come from Canada, and it's fantastic. Love it. That ends out night one. We get a little bit of a lull, which is good, because we all need to take in what we saw. I don't know, minus maybe the first two, three matches of the first night. Okay, I, I am going to say that out of the two nights, the first one is on the lower end for me. Night two, the Sunday, April 3rd, was the bigger night for me. It felt like so much more was done and felt so much better. But night one, that was a fantastic way for them to close out the show. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> JPJ, some of the greatest people come from Canada. And thank you, my friend. He says, and you're one of them, Carl. I appreciate that very much. I do my best. I do my best. If you like me, you like me. If you hate me, you hate me. I don't care. WrestleMania Sunday had nine matches on it as opposed to the seven that were on WrestleMania Saturday. We start out Sunday with an 11-minute and 30-second matchup, a triple threat tag team matchup for the Raw Tag Team titles. We had RK-Bro taking on the Street Profits, taking on Alpha Academy. This, for me, was a very good way to start out the show supersonic saying night one is great. The only stinker is Charlotte versus Rhonda. I, I do agree. I think that that, uh, that Charlotte and Rhonda match was not, was not that great um, for me as well. I, I mean, the first few matches, I don't know. I don't know. JPJ saying personally, this was one of the better matches of night two for me. And that's talking the uh, triple threat matchup. Now, triple threat matchups sometimes tend to be quite a cluster. Thankfully, this one wasn't. 
This one was actually enjoyable to watch. For myself, I'm going to say that I think that it was really enjoyable because it was focused more on RK Bro and Alpha Academy as opposed to the Street Profits. The Street Profits are good. Okay, they definitely are good. But I'm just not the biggest fan of the Street Profits. That's just me. But I was very happy that after 11 minutes and 30 seconds, Randy Orton and Riddle, collectively known as RK-Bro, kept the championships. Fantastic. JPJ saying, and can't forget about Triple H coming or opening it up and leaving his boots in the ring. Yeah, that definitely is not something that we want to forget. Um, that is how the show started. You are correct, JPJ. Um, a very, a very emotional beginning to the show, I guess we could say. Um, knowing that Triple H had come out and said that his his career is over, he can't wrestle anymore. Um, and to have that moment for him to be able to go out there and leave his boots inside the ring. And what was nice as well is that we 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 kind of saw uh Triple H do that Vince McMahon-esque style opening to the show. You go back years ago, you let's say WrestleMania one, two, three, all you know, all the way through different different WrestleManias. Vince McMahon would come out there, and it's a very classic scene that you see when they start talking about WrestleMania. Is Vince McMahon saying, you know, welcome to WrestleMania, and he does that point and everything. And Triple H, it seems like he actually embodied that at the beginning of the show on Sunday, and then left his boots in the ring. And uh, I didn't I didn't even realize what he was doing because I was so hyped after Triple H. I was so, so pumped. I'm like, it's Triple H. This, this was awesome. He's come out there. He's welcomed everybody to WrestleMania. And then the camera pans over and I see that and I'm like, oh, geez. So for those of you that don't know anyone who is in the world of professional wrestling, uh, that's that's a very typical thing that is done when somebody's career has come to an end. They will symbolically leave their boots inside of the ring as a finalization. I am going to say that we have not seen The Undertaker do that yet. And just like The Undertaker says at his Hall of Fame induction speech, Never say never. I'm just I'm just throwing that out. I'm just leaving that there. I'm just I'm just gonna drop it. Leave it there. And a matchup next up that really um surprised me again. This was another one that surprised me. Six minutes and 35 seconds. We had a singles matchup between Bobby Lashley and Omos. Um was it the greatest matchup of all time? No, it definitely was not. But I was very surprised that they even gave it this amount of time, to be honest. I figured that this would have been just a squash matchup of sorts. Uh, I, I didn't even figure that Bobby Lashley was going to defeat Omos. I thought that they were really going to 
continue to build this uh, uh, this this character of Omos as a monster that is undefeated while he is now defeated after six minutes and 35 seconds. In a matchup that went 14 minutes and 25 seconds, and yes, I had to double check this because I personally thought that this was going to be a much larger matchup. I thought that this was, it It, it felt like it was um, longer than it actually was. JPJ, I believe that this is for the last, uh, last match. He says, uh, love the booking decision. So, that's great. I, you know what? I like that booking decision as well. If you're talking about the uh, Lashley Omos, I think that the booking decision was a good thing. I agree with that. The anything goes matchup felt longer to me, but not to the point where I was uh, losing interest inside of this matchup. And this one here was Johnny Knoxville taking on Sammy Zayn. Lots of jackassery. I guess that's now a word because I said it. Jackassery happened during this matchup. There was a table that was full of mouse traps. There was uh, the the big hand that came. Mark Henry and 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 May Young or Mark and Son come out and um just so much different stuff here. Uh, the the boot that that happened uh that was on like a a piston of sorts that uh, pulled the lever and the piston uh the the even the large mouse trap to finish out uh the entire show or the matchup matchup was good holy jumping i i'm seeing i don't even know how much that is plugo good to see you my friend uh, JPJ saying that he agrees. Uh, this was the funniest I've had watching. This was this was the funniest I've had watching a wrestling match in a long time. Loved every second of it. Party Boy getting in there as well. That's right. Party Boy jumping in. Uh, Wee Man jumping in as well. Uh, they didn't do what I was hoping that they would have done because I know that there were some jackass characters that were uh, ringside. I was hoping that we would have seen maybe Sami Zayn kind of uh, throw Wee Man into the crowd. That would have been uh, a little bit of a pop for me. But to have Wee Man body slam Sami Zayn was pop enough. Okay, it definitely was. Fantastic stuff coming out of this matchup for it being a... Anything goes comedic style matchup. I was very much so a fan of it. And like I said, it didn't feel as though I was losing interest in this at all. Could the mouse trap at the very end have, uh, you know, worked a little bit better? Sure. It definitely could have, but it's live TV and shit happens. I'm sorry. It just does. They made it work the best they could, which was great great yeah <laughs> Sami Zayn Johnny Knoxville is pure comedy gold it definitely was and I think because Sami Zayn is able to adapt to any character that it really worked and we man body slamming Sammy was impressive says JPJ I agree with that it definitely was impressive 
Um, being somebody who's worked inside of the ring, you could see how they got Wee Man to look so good. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but other than that, it was absolutely fantastic. Loved this matchup. I'm going to give everybody just a little bit of a breather here because even I need a breather and I need to have a drink of my non-sponsored Dr. Pepper. And we are actually going to take a, a brief break here so that we can hear from a couple of our sponsors. This will be just a quick commercial break. So please make sure you stay tuned. Support for Turnbuckle Talk as heard on Love Wrestling is brought to you by Manscaped. Who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world? Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code LOVEWRESTLING at manscaped.com. Hi, my name is Barry Radcliffe. You might recognize me from such films as The Longest Ride or Ted 2. Now, as a successful actor, I have two planes, a supermodel wife, countless exotic cars, and a ton of cash. You might think it couldn't get any better than this, but You'd be wrong for only $4.99. You could get OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. That's OVWWrestlingNetwork.com for only $4.99. Now, will your life be as good as this? No. Will it be better? Yes, and I guarantee that. That's not valid anywhere. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99. Tomorrow's yesterday is today. Prices so low, they're insane. www.wrestlingnetwork.com. It's only $4.99 a month. In between excitement, me too. www.wrestlingnetwork.com is only $4.99 a month. You get that incredible value. She cost me $17 million and I loved it. Want a real value? www.wrestlingnetwork.com. It's only $4.99. That's a price so low. Well, it's insane. <laughs> Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. My name is Carl Carafel, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. Welcome back, everybody, after that brief commercial break. Thank you for allowing me to plug our sponsors. We're looking at Collar and Elbow brand, where you can get 10% off your entire purchase when you use the promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. They've got some new 
beautiful looking merchandise over there and i urge you to go and make a purchase because not only are you getting some amazing gear but also it helps out this show and you heard our friends from manscaped as well manscaped.com offers uh, precision tools for your family jewels just as they say it's absolutely fantastic stuff over there i use the manscaped products myself and i love them use the promo code love wrestling and you're going to save 20 percent off your purchase and free worldwide shipping as well we have our friends over at phoenix at fnxfit.com go and check them out and use the promo code tbtalkpod and you're going to get 15% off your entire purchase over there on non-reoccurring purchases. And then we don't want to forget about our friend Rich King over at RK Athletics. If you're looking for some personal training, whether you are in the Edmonton, Alberta area or not, get a hold of Rich King. Go and check him out on his socials at RK Athletics 1. That's going to be the best way to get a hold of rich king we are back <laughs> i haven't even looked at it yet uh pluggo but pluggo saying uh carl inspired that tweet i did see that it was there during the break so i actually just uh retweeted it uh because i can do that without having to really do anything which is fantastic so let me go right now and i'm going to take a look here with everyone Ah, oh, let us see. You're talking the uh, the same energy. Okay. Same energy, and I will see what I can do to get this on the screen. So here we go. We have got the infamous body slam with Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. And then we have got what looks like the exact same picture, only with Wee Man and Sammy Zayn. That coming from Pluggo at Pluggo underscore. If you want to go and follow him over there, that's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'm glad I inspired something. That's what I try to do. I try to inspire as much as I possibly can all the time. So I'm glad that I was able to inspire that coming from you. For those of you that follow me on my social, my personal social, on Twitter, K Carafel, you'll notice that it actually says RK Carafel. And that was inspired by Pluggo, as Pluggo tends to call me the Randy Orton of Love Wrestling. So I decided to keep it and use it. We're not done with WrestleMania just yet. We still have several matches to go. Next matchup, the fourth matchup. I had very low expectations for this matchup. I will definitely say that going into this. 10 minutes and 50 seconds of a matchup for a fatal four-way tag team matchup for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. This one here definitely showed on paper all the makings of a ruined cluster 100 I, I i'm just not a fan of fatal four-way tag team matches because 
they can go in such direction that everything is just lost and there's no real focus on the professional wrestling. This one wasn't too, too bad though. Okay. So we had the champions, Carmella and Queen Zelina taking on what just unfortunately seems to be just thrown together tag teams. It seems like Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, who yes, have tagged a little bit before you had Natalia and Shayna Baszler. And then you had Naomi and Sasha Banks. So all of these teams, for some reason, just seem to have been thrown together inside of this. And we actually got new women's tag team champions in Naomi and Sasha Banks. So I, I was pleasantly surprised to see that. Um, I, I will say that I am not a fan of Carmella. I never have been. And I don't think I ever will be. I don't think that there's anything that, that can change my uh, my stance on that. I'm not a fan of Carmella. It's just the way it is. So we got new Raw Women's Tag Team Champions in 10 minutes and 50 seconds. That's really about all that I can talk about with that. The longest match of the entire weekend is the one that we're going to talk about next here. This one here, this one here is coming from two of what I would consider the greatest professional wrestlers of this era, of this time. Now, for myself, I definitely would say that like Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, greatest of all time. Um, you know, even go far back as like Bruno San Martino, one of the greatest of all time. You can even talk about, yes, I'm a fan of the Sheiky baby. Iron Sheik was, was great, but not one of the greatest of all time, but great, right? Bob Backlund, I would say, again, another one of the greatest of all time. I'll even throw Brett the Hitman Hart in there as one of the greatest of all time. But that was a while ago. When we're looking today, those that are still currently active in professional wrestling, short of what some would say, uh, you know, Kenny Omega is the greatest right now. Daniel Bryan is the greatest right now, or Bryan Danielson, however you uh, you see him. Um, two of the greatest still. You're looking at AJ Styles and Edge. And these two put on such a banger of a matchup that I was at the edge of my seat. Okay. JPJ is saying the match was very solid, but it didn't uh, hit for me like I thought it would. That's interesting. Um, for me, it it actually hit every single note that I that I would have wanted, and I was very happy with this matchup. Again, this matchup, even though it was twenty four minutes and five seconds long, it didn't feel as though it was that long, which I'm okay with. It felt like it was a twelve minute matchup but it was double that. And then to see the ending, and I'm going to talk about that ending here just for a little bit. So we did have Edge defeat AJ Styles. The ending of this matchup came as AJ Styles was going for a phenomenal forearm. And then the camera angle changes just a little bit and we see Damian Priest standing there, not interfering, just literally standing there kind of sideways with his head looking to the side, seeing AJ Styles and seeing 
edge inside of that ring, which caused a little bit of a um, a little bit of a distraction, and Edge picks up the win. Monday night on Raw, we see Edge and Damian Priest come out with Edge talking about, uh, you know, Damian Priest being able to bring the punishment. I loved that. It's the little things always that make things better. For those of you that don't know, Punishment Martinez is a name that uh, Damian Priest went by. And this was fantastic to see uh, this coming together of this group that I think is going to become a larger faction. And we are going to see more people join this. For me, the matchup went top to bottom. Fantastic. I loved it. Loved it. This next matchup was the lowest of the low when it comes to this entire weekend. It was a tag team matchup. Sheamus and Ridge Holland, who I like. I like both of them. I think that they are both fantastic workers. Taking on the New Day in Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Sheamus and Ridge Holland winning this matchup with the newly named Butch uh, ringside with them in one minute, 40 seconds. Um, okay. WWE. If you, I know the WWE is listening right now. And I'm going to tell you that one minute and 40 seconds is not even enough time for a damn piss break. What are you doing? What are you doing to Seamus and Ridge Holland? Who, yes, looked very strong and good. What are you doing with the freaking New Day? Are you serious right now? It's the freaking New Day. Uh, JBJ, yeah. Um, what the hell was this? How are you doing that to the new day? No, I, I agree. I, I agree with that. Not saying they had to win, but this was downright disrespectful, says JPJ. And I agree with that. Not only to the new day, I think it was very disrespectful to both teams that were there. The genius coming in saying uh, that he agrees as well that this was uh, just very downright disrespectful. And I think, uh, again, it was disrespectful to both teams that were there, to all four of those competitors. The genius, good to see you here, my friend. Thank you so much for coming by. Um, and I am going to say this, and I'm going to get this out there, and this is all that I'm going to say about this. What the fuck have you done to Pete Dunn? This stupid little rabid bullshit that they're doing with him as Butch right now is not working. Stop it. Okay. Wow. Supersonic, yeah, you know what? In in, in a way, I do I do fully agree with that. Supersonic X1991 on Twitch is saying not only disrespectful to the New Day and Seamus and Ridge Holland, 
but to Big E as well. In a roundabout way, you are correct. I do agree with that. So I'm going to throw this out here to all of my friends and fans that are listening on audio format or that are watching this in video format after the fact. Give me your thoughts on that one minute, 40 second matchup between Sheamus and Ridge Holland and the New Day. See, we're we're spending even more time talking about this matchup than there was for the matchup. How interesting is that? I want to hear your thoughts. Hit me up on the socials at TB Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let me know your thoughts on this matchup and give me your thoughts overall for WrestleMania. I would love to hear it from all of you at TB Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And thank you so much for taking the time to rewatch this or to watch this for the first time as a pre-recorded broadcast and for all of those that listen to this in audio format as well i appreciate all of you thank you so much jpj saying that they were wearing outfits to honor big e that's why i say yes in that roundabout way this was also disrespectful to big e too and then jpj saying are you effing kidding me and then he says, I'm sorry for swearing. <laughs> I, I tend not to use the F-bomb. I will say other swear, quote unquote, swear words on the show. I just tend not to use the F-bomb. But if it's written down, it's there. There you go. It's on screen. I'm sorry. It's, it's there. It's there. I'm not, I'm not going to censor, uh, censor those people. But it is on screen. So if you want to see the word written out, it's there for you. The genius uh, agreeing with uh, with uh, JPJ here saying, right? At least give them a good segment for that. I agree with that as well. They should have. They should have. Okay, so now that we have talked about a one minute and 40 second matchup for the last eight minutes and 27 seconds, I think we're going to move on to a matchup that that lots of people thought was going to be just bullshit. They didn't expect very much out of this. And I'm saying that for those people who have not seen this one competitor in either uh, independent scene or from what he has done in NXT with Adam Cole. We're talking Pat McAfee taking on Austin Theory. What a great matchup this was. Nine minutes and 40 seconds for this matchup here. Um, if anybody doubted Pat McAfee and his ability to professionally wrestle, I think that that is now gone and passed and out the window. We clearly can see that Pat McAfee can wrestle. And I hope that we see him more inside a professional wrestling ring. For him to come out to the theme music that he did, Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes, was perfect. It was fantastic. And why? Because it got the crowd involved with it. It was bloody beautiful. I 
loved it. The matchup itself, I mean, for, for me, really the biggest uh, spot, the biggest thing that that is memorable from this matchup is from both of them are up on the top rope and Pat McAfee does the backflip and lands on his feet. And then you see Austin Theory kind of shocked, like, oh my God, what just happened? Great stuff right there. Loved it. After that is where things kind of took a little bit of a turn for the worse in my books. We had Vince McMahon get inside of the ring after Pat McAfee defeated Austin Theory by pinfall. And then we had a matchup, another matchup with Pat McAfee against Mr. McMahon. I don't think that we needed this. While it was cool and nostalgic to see, I don't think that we really needed to have Vince McMahon in that ring doing a three minute and 40 second or 45 second matchup defeating Pat McAfee. It did nothing for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Again, hit me up on the socials if if Vince McMahon getting inside that ring did anything for you because I would love to hear uh, some good positive stuff from that if you can find some. JPJ saying, hated this. Pat McAfee just beat a 23-year-old stud and then gets squashed by an 80-year-old man? You got it. You got it. Oh, yeah. Um, See, this I would have been okay with. Okay, so JPJ saying, just jump him and beat him down. Have Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, then come out, and uh, you could have got the same reaction. You could have got the same scene, same everything out of that, uh, doing it that way. Just beat him down. There didn't have to be this matchup. Beat him down. Glass shatters, Stone Cold comes out, end off that segment happy with Stone Cold inside the ring, drinking some beers once again. Um, I'm surprised he wasn't drunk from the night before, but I digress. JPJ, you're right. It says, made McAfee look like a fool. I'm so happy that I have all of you here as my co-hosts to help out with this show. This is fantastic. I love it. All of you are my co-hosts when I am doing these shows solo, which is the typical. It's the norm for me to do these shows solo. And I'm I'm happy that I have all of these co-hosts. That's that's amazing. Thank you so much. I think I need to move on from that matchup, though, because it's making me a little heated now. And I think I want to move on to something good. I thought it was good anyways. Yes, the ending may have been a little bit, uh, uh, you know, weird. I get it. Okay, I do. But take nothing away from the matchup itself. Take nothing away from the buildup to this matchup. Take nothing away from the story that has been told over this now being the third matchup between these two men. We are talking Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion, taking on Brock Lesnar, the WWE Champion. 
in a winner takes all matchup for the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship in a unification matchup as they touted it. 12 minutes and 15 seconds long. Both of these guys can work. Roman Reigns has really shown how great he can be and has become, and I love that. Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar. You love him or you hate him. I've been a Brock Lesnar fan since he started. I have been. I'll say it. And it's been great. And to see this new Brock Lesnar, this happy, carefree, I don't give a shit, Brock Lesnar has been fantastic. I want to see more of it. I don't want that now. Okay, so Roman Reigns is our tribal chief. Acknowledge him now as the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion as he beat Brock Lesnar. I personally didn't see it going that way. I personally thought that this was going to end up being uh, Brock Lesnar taking and unifying those championships. And at the end of everything, I thought that we were going to see Roman Reigns standing inside that ring with Paul Heyman, with the Usos, the bloodline, looking really defeated. And then I thought that we were going to hear somebody's theme music hit. Somebody come to the ramp and then point to the WrestleMania sign signifying a matchup between Roman Reigns and The Rock for next year's WrestleMania. It didn't happen that way. But I am not upset about that either. Roman Reigns, the man who has been carrying that championship for so long right now, is looking so powerful. My only issue is who? Who is going to be the person to defeat Roman Reigns? Because at this point, I don't believe that there is anybody left on the roster that uh, Roman Reigns has not gone through. So it's difficult. No one on the roster, I think, is at size and caliber to be able to do this. Um, yeah. JPJ. Um, I love JPJ. JPJ is, is an amazing person. Although we have never met in person, we have never been in each other's presence. This is a guy that I 100% say is one of my, my friends and, and a great friend on top of that. And he has something to say. He is going to say Cody should be Roman. Hmm. I, I would be okay with that. And I think that right now that is probably the way that things are going to go. 
because there is no one else on the roster right now that can do it. I would have even said Braun Breaker. But last night on Monday Night Raw, they actually had Braun Breaker defeat Dolph Ziggler to win back the NXT championship. So we're not going to see Braun Breaker really on, which that's a whole other story. I'm not even going to get into that because that really pissed me off to have uh, that matchup with a title change on Monday Night Raw when you just had your biggest spectacle uh, in sports entertainment happen two nights before. Uh, you even had a uh, NXT pay-per-view that all of this could have been done on, but wasn't. So I'm, I'm just going to drop that because if not, I'm going to, I'm going to yell, I'm going to scream and I'm going to be very upset and I don't need to do that. Um, short of Braun Breaker, who I thought would have been perfect. Cody Rhodes now is the only one. And I think that Cody Rhodes is going to be the one that takes down Roman Reigns. <sighs> Tainted though. And what I mean when I say tainted is I do believe that this unfortunately is going to be done to show others outside of the WWE that, hey, if you come to the WWE, we will do good by you. I think that Cody is being used as that type of a pawn in that type of a situation. Um, now this may even be because I haven't seen contracts. I know that there is stuff that's floating out there about what was in, in contracts for Cody with the WWE, but this might even be something that was inside of that contract that Vince agreed to. I don't know. This could be Cody Rhodes is doing, I don't know. But at this point, I think Cody is the only one on that roster that's going to be able to do this. Because he's the new person. Will it be Veer that actually finally, holy shit, made his debut on Raw? No, it's not. Is it going to be Ezekiel? What a stupid thing for them to do. Stupid thing for them to do. Oh, uh, Vero came all over Dominic Mysterio. And then Veer came again all over... Rey Mysterio beat both of them off. It was wild to see. It definitely was. It made Veer look like a monster. I get it. Great. With two small guys. He beat them both off and came all over. I, I get it. Um, finally, though, <laughs> he finally debuted. Um, the man formerly known as Elias. Hello, my name is Elias. Is now Ezekiel. So I guess the WWE stands for Walk with Ezekiel now. Although they are trying to play this whole bullshit story. I'm Elias's younger brother, Ezekiel. Screw that noise. Everybody knows the entire arena was chanting Elias. They all know who you are uh, <laughs> uh that is that is almost a perfect response there genius <laughs> uh kevin owens was fantastic in this segment yes i agree with that as well he was 
Yep. Again, that, that, that comes down to Kevin Owens being Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens can do so good. Uh, he, he can play those roles fantastically, and I loved it. Loved it. He is one of those guys that can transition and be able to do several different characters and make them all work, which is amazing. Kevin Owens is simply amazing. So with Roman Reigns winning over Brock Lesnar, this ushers in God mode or the continuation of God mode for Roman Reigns. But I do not want to see Brock Lesnar totally gone. Owens owns his roles, says the genius. You're right, he does. No matter what role is given to him, he owns every single one of them and makes them the best that they can be as entertaining as they can be. And even working inside of that ring as picture perfect as can be. Brock Lesnar better not be gone. That's all I'm saying. I definitely want to see more Brock Lesnar. I love this new Brock Lesnar. And I am happy with Brock Lesnar. This has been an hour and 13 minutes of a broadcast this time. This is longer than I normally go, but this was the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time as things were touted. Um, was it though? Was it? Overall, the entire show was good but it wasn't the greatest WrestleMania of all time. And I know that they didn't tout it as that, but was it stupendous? You're damn right. It was. So thank you, WWE for giving us this. Thank you, WWE for finally giving us a WrestleMania that people are talking about and people are actually happy about. And as you even heard at the beginning of this broadcast, mighty Joe talking about, the positives that he had from WrestleMania. And we all know that Mighty Joe isn't the biggest fan and supporter of the WWE. So it was amazing to be able to hear Mighty Joe talk some good about what came out of WrestleMania over both nights. Loved it. Thank you to everybody who came in here today and acted as my co-hosts. I love each and every one of you. And again, for those of you that are listening or watching this afterwards, thank you as well, because you guys continue to drive those numbers up for me, and I love it. We've talked about our sponsors. I want to talk a little bit about something else here right now. I want to talk about Turnbuckle Studios. That is my YouTube page and platform, and I would love for each and every one of you to go there and subscribe. Even ring that bell because then you will be informed when a new video drops. I put the episodes of Turnbuckle Talk up there. I put uh, episodes of Carl Carafel Unboxes, where I unbox the latest pro wrestling crate from ProWrestlingTees.com. And the newest show that comes out on Saturdays on Love Wrestling CA's Twitch account called Beats and Beatdowns, where we are taking a look at the influences of music in the world of professional wrestling. 
with my good friend, Bobby Music Munson. Thank you so much, Bobby, for reaching out to me for that as well. And then on Turnbuckle Studios, you will actually find Beats and Beatdowns. Usually, I'm, I think I'm going to schedule them for 8 o'clock in the morning on Sunday mornings for you to go and take a look at as well if you are not able to catch the broadcast live as it as it is shown initially on the Twitch page. But you can always go to lovewrestling.ca as well. Thank you to Spencer and thank you to the entire team over at Love Wrestling for continuing to allow me to use this platform here to broadcast Turnbuckle Talk to all of you. I love the fans and I love the interactions and I love the fact that I am able to get this out to more people and create some more friendships with all of you using the love wrestling platform. So thank you again to Spencer and the entire team over at love wrestling. This has been episode 265 for myself, Carl Carafel and the entire team here at turnbuckle talk. We thank you so much for watching and we will see you all on the next one. <laughs>